Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hey there, everyone. This is The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're here every week to talk about your home, whether you're in the real estate market or if you're looking for tips on seasonal maintenance or smart upgrades for your home, this is the place to be. Our show comes to you with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, Carrie Augustini, insurance manager for Island Savings, Carrie Smith, home inspector from Inspectech, and the team at the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs. These are amazing local professionals and great resources who'd love to hear from you. If you're looking for advice, please do make sure to call the team members here at The Whole Home Show. They'd love to help. I've been selling real estate in Greater Victoria for over 28 years. I'm one of those rare born and raised Victorians who's never left here. I love our town and I'm a huge community supporter. In my time, I've helped hundreds of people achieve their goals and dreams in real estate. I'd be happy to help you as well too. My job hosting here at CFAX is my fun job, but my real job is helping people like you. So get in touch with me if you're looking for help from a longstanding professional and top-producing real estate agent. You can find me on the CFAX website, uh, cfax1070.com, or through my team, the Prime Real Estate Team. Our website is primeteam.ca, www.primeteam.ca. On this episode, the weather is changing. The sun is out, yards are looking good, people are starting to enjoy the outdoors both at and away from home. What are some of the areas you need to be mindful of with the change in the weather? Our guests this week are two of our show sponsors, Carrie Smith, Home Inspector with Inspectech, and Carrie Augustini, Insurance Manager with Island Savings. This will be an episode filled with tips and ideas, so get your pen and paper handy. Uh, and a reminder as well, for those of you who are podcast listeners, you'll be able to catch us, first of all, on the CFAX 1070 site. Uh, all of our, our, sorry, our most recent uh, episodes are posted on our page there, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe. But if you're a podcast listener, you can download all of our episodes on iTunes or Google Play. It's, again, The Whole Home Show. We have over 100 episodes posted there going all the way back, and there's tons of great resources and information there uh, for basically anything you need help with. If, if you're, let me just think of some of the examples we had. We had talked about the Smith maneuver in past. We've talked about natural gas and solar energy, plug-in cars, uh, garbage collection, uh, auctioneering, uh, estates, uh, legal matters. So much great stuff, and uh, the resources are there for you to have access to anytime. Again, if you're a podcast listener, you can listen to our show in the comfort of your own home or vehicle anytime you like. But don't forget, cfax1070.com is a great place to visit, not just for our show, but for all the other great stuff here on CFAX as well, too. We always start our uh, show with a weekly listener question. If you have a question about real estate you'd like me to cover or an experience, something that has happened to you, we've had some funny ones here. Uh, real estate such an interesting job for me, and we've seen almost everything. But we'd love to hear from you. If you've got something to share with us, give us a call. 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. Or again, find us online, cfax1070.com, and we'll discuss it on the air. I do not have a specific question for you this week because I've been asked the same question quite a bit recently, and it's all the same. I think part of it has to do with a changing market out there. 
But the topic today, and I know I've covered this before, but for some reason it keeps on coming up, is offers, buying a house, making the offer subject to the sale of your existing house. Now, why are we seeing this more today? When the market was really hot, sellers would not even consider these offers because, of course, all they needed to do was just wait for the next buyer to come around the corner who did not have to sell their house. Even if they did have a house to sell, they would make a, they, they would make a decision to commit to the new house knowing that they would very easily sell their house in a really hot market anyways. Now, things have changed now. Uh, there is more inventory coming on the marketplace. There are fewer sales. By the way, listeners, this is not an indicator that the market is bad in any way. All it really is is going back to the way things are. This is becoming more of a balanced market, still a seller's market, but it's getting more balanced right now, which is a good news for people wanting to get into the, into the uh, real estate market. But now people do not have that confidence that they will be able to sell their home very easily. And as such, in order to buy the next house, they have to consider what they're going to do. So uh, one of the things they could do is go to the banker or talk to their mortgage broker, like Denise, our show sponsor with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. Uh, have a chat with someone like her to see what your financial position is because if you are well prepared, so if you've got the ability to have to purchase the next house without selling yours, it makes for a very strong offer. You could go in, especially in a market like this right now where we don't have people fight over, fighting over houses, you could go in with a really strong offer and say, hey, listen, I'd buy your house. I don't need to sell my house to buy it. Uh, but I want X amount of dollars off of your list price. So that's one of the first things that you will do. But I got to tell you, there are there. It's a pretty small percentage of people who are able to do that because banks still will want to see the sale of your existing house in order to minimize their risk, right? I mean, obviously, if somebody has the cash in the bank and is able to write a check for $800,000 or $1 million, uh, that is the best case scenario. By the way, there are people out there uh, uh, who can do that. But going back to the next option, that would be you've got a house you've got to sell. So what does this mean, this whole subject to the sale of my house? Well, it is really a best case scenario for a buyer. Because what you're saying is, I will buy that house if I sell my house. And it is the lowest risk situation for the buyer. However, consider this. It's not great for the seller. The seller will be looking at that saying, you know, it's not really an offer because all you're saying is that you'll buy my house if you do happen to sell your house. And if you don't sell your house, then we have nothing. So, Sellers aren't really all that motivated to look at those offers. And as a result, even if they did decide to accept your offer, they still have the ability to continue showing their house and selling it to somebody else. It's what we call in the business a time clause because your offer, the buyer's offer, subject to the sale of my house, will will be attached to a time clause saying that if the seller finds another buyer, then they will give you 
24, 48, 72 hours. It's, it's basically a right of first refusal. At that point in time, you would need to decide, am I going to continue on with the house purchase or do I have to back away and let this other party take the house? And therein lies the problem because, you see, even if you do have this offer in place, you run the risk of having of, of getting bumped and having somebody else eventually end up with your dream home, with a home that you always wanted. Because, you see, the party that would have called the time clause is some someone who doesn't have to sell their house, maybe has already sold their house first, or maybe has the financial capability to do so. So it, it is truly a, it's a tool. It's a tool that exists. It's an imperfect tool. The, the other thing that I almost forgot to mention as well is, you see, even though you've got this offer subject to the sale of your house, the seller still expects you to do your due diligence. So to have your billing inspection done, to get an appraisal done, to get all of those things done up front while you still try to get your property sold. And what this means is if you do get bumped by that other party, you're out of pocket. $500 or so for an inspection, $300 or so for an appraisal plus the time that you spent going through all of those things. Um, so it is a tool that exists out there, subject to the sale of your home. Uh, it is something that some agents really believe in, but a lot of other agents do not because, again, it is imperfect. Uh, it is a weak negotiating position for you, uh, and it may mean that you end up not getting the house that you always wanted. Listen, if you've got any further questions here and you'd like to have a chat with me direct, feel free to email me. My email is tony at primeteam.ca, tony at primeteam.ca, or, of course, give us a call, 250-414-6540. Love hearing from you guys. Happy to answer any questions that you have uh, or listen to your experiences in real estate. Uh, today we're talking with... Our show sponsors, Carrie Augustini, insurance manager with Island Savings, and Carrie Smith. He is a building inspector with Inspectech. We're going to be hearing some tips and ideas about things to do around your house while the weather changes here, as the season changes, to make sure that you don't bump into any insurance issues. It's a really important one, so make sure you come back after the break. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hey there, thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're talking right now with one of our show sponsors, Carrie Smith. Carrie is a house inspector with Inspectech, and we have a very important message to discuss today with the change in season and weather. So, Carrie, uh, thanks as always for coming on. Good morning, uh, Tony. Nice to see you. Yeah, so um, as I've sort of uh, laid up here, the, the conversation that we're having is the fact that when the weather changes, there are things that we should really start paying attention to around our home. Well, that's it exactly. Now the, uh, the warm weather's coming, finally. It's where everybody's happy that it's here. But, of course, uh, it also brings with it special concerns and even some perils. And uh, I thought it would be very appropriate to talk a little bit about fire safety and uh, how that pertains to landscaping and mowing your lawn and more more importantly watering your lawn okay well let's start with that yeah. so it's the uh, soon to be the fire season yeah. a little more um, of concern in the higher altitudes and, and northern BC where they have the big fires but um, I'm sure nobody down here wants their house to burn down either so we have a few tips and of course now people are getting out in the gardens and they're landscaping and they're planting shrubs and and uh, cutting the lawn and that kind of stuff so I wanted to uh, give a few tips related to that and um, really just five or six kind of general guidelines. One is 
that uh, shrubs really need to be pruned back from the building. We always um, bring this up in our building inspections because of pest activity. If, um, if so the we're not just are... talking bugs here, too. We're talking rodents and all that, right? Yeah, rodents and radio announcers. And... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bugs. Well, pests of all type, actually. Yeah. Um, insects and, uh, you know, I don't know what you call a hexaped. Is that what a six okay. <laughs> quadrupeds and hexapeds? Um, so we like to see them trimmed back from the building. Um, really, ideally, it would be one meter. Shrubs growing up against the house is uh, is a bad idea. And, uh, of course, if when you make a fire in a wood stove or in a fireplace, we get little paper and little pieces of wood, and we make kindling. Mm-hmm. And the idea is the little stuff lights the big stuff. Well, shrubbery's a lot like kindling. It's just, you know, sprinkled around the outside of your house, and if one of the plants is uh, is dried out or dying, it will ignite, and then it'll, of course, uh, light the, uh, the big piece of wood, which is your building. Um, shrubs also and vegetation at the building perimeter, not more than one meter tall either. Oh. Um, it, that's recommended by the, uh, the fire authority. Okay. Tree branches, of course, should be trimmed three meters back from any chimney, well back, yeah. and should not grow up to the roof anyway because, of course, we call them critter ladders yes. where they'll get up on your roof, squirrels, raccoons, and uh, less pe- pleasant uh, critters. And then they climb in your act through roof fence. So anything growing up the roof is a bad idea. Yeah, but and those spe- guys find their way in, right? Well, they're, they're diligent little sons of guns. Yeah. And um, so uh, tree branches really need to be kept well back from the chimney because they'll light, light the fire. And, um, and then, of course, they can spread to the house next door. And if there's landscaping and clutter around the buildings... And then uh, with clutter, oftentimes it's, you know, it's kind of the do-it-yourselfer era, weekend warrior um, culture. And people end up with scrap construction materials left over. Oh, yeah, so common on the side of the house, right? Yeah, right up against the house, just like kindling. I really want to emphasize that concept to Mm -hmm. think that way, that this is just kindling to light your fire, light your house on fire. Fire starter, really. Yep. Yeah. Um, And, of course, there's usually a lawnmower and a can of gas and... (laughs) <laughs> you don't have to be a rocket scientist to, to uh, put it together. Yeah. So building materials really need to be stored well away from the main building. And to be thinking um, that if something caught fire, how would that spread? How would it spread to the neighbor's landscaping? How would it spread towards your house? And just kind of think it through and, and use your, the intelligence the good Lord gave us. And then trees on the property. This is really interesting. How to space trees. Mm. They should be spaced apart two times their height. So if the tree's 20 or 25 feet tall, it should be 50 feet from the next tree. Okay. And that's a big thing with, more with forest fires, but trees in general, because it just jumps from the treetop to the treetop to the treetop. So it's a really good idea to make sure that if you have um, substantial trees on your property, keep them uh, well spaced apart. And then, of course, some more obvious things. Everybody knows you should have a smoke detector. Um, It's estimated that smoke detectors Every year in British Columbia, save at least 14 lives. Oh. These, uh, and we, we think of it a little buzzy thing that goes off, but it's, they're really quite important. So common sense, if you have battery-operated operated smoke detectors, check your batteries, make sure they be. You know, 14 doesn't sound like a big number, but the thing is, if it's your family member and that was one of the 14, I think you're pretty, oh, yeah. you'd be pretty it's, happy. Smoke detectors are just incredible life-saving devices. Yeah. So the, um, the guideline for smoke detectors is... We place them in hallways that lead to bedrooms. The new construction guidelines want them in bedrooms also, but if you, um, if you have an older home built before, you know, 2015, I guess, 
Um, in hallways that lead to bedrooms, and, and it's important to understand things so that you do it correctly. And the idea is when people are sleeping, sometimes they have the door cl- closed. Mm-hmm. So we want it not too far away from the bedroom so that they could, sleeping people can hear the smoke detector go off. But if you have it in the bedroom with the door closed, then, of course, it takes longer for the smoke detector to react to any smoke in the air. Unless the smoke is right in the bedroom. Well, yeah. 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 So um, in bedrooms that, sorry, in hallways that lead to bedrooms is where we put smoke detectors. And we like to have one on each floor of the house as well, regardless. They're 20 bucks, mm-hmm. and of course, at Canadian Tire, where they smell, sell smoke detectors, mm-hmm. uh, on the next shelf, surprise, surprise, they, they, no, they sell fire extinguishers. Oh, okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. It's amazing how many homes I go into. I go into 1,000 houses a year. Less than 10% of them have a fire extinguisher anywhere in the building. Mm-hmm. They have this wonderful quote in risk management. It, it's abs- so succinct, it's beautiful. Are you going to buy a fire extinguisher before you have a fire or, or after, after you have a fire? Because <laughs> it's going to be one or the other. Yeah. Before is better. Yes. So we buy fire extinguishers, and again, use them intelligently. Fire extinguishers are to be placed at the exit of a kitchen area because the kitchen is where most house fires start. Yeah. And if you have the fire extinguisher beside the stove and there's a fire, well, you can't get to the extinguisher. If you're in the kitchen and you're running away because you're trying to escape, then there's that fire extinguisher right there. You can grab it on the way out mm-hmm. and then go back to the fire and start putting it out. Or if you're outside the kitchen and you're attending, you can grab the fire extinguisher on the way into the kitchen. Yeah. And they should be mounted, not just on a shelf behind the skateboards and the mop in and the, the hot water tank. Yeah. Right. So they're not really attractive devices. But uh, some kind of semi-conspicuous location so that everybody in the house knows where it is. Mm. And, um, of course, they need to be renewed every three years. Something that's never spoken about with fire extinguishers is we have to remember they're under a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure inside that little little, uh, tank, and it's very much like a bomb. And it's so er ironic. There actually have been fatalities related to a burst or exploding fire extinguisher. How ironic is that, getting killed by a safety device? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) But it happens. So um, getting them whacked and knocked around, kind of not a good idea. Which is the reason why you want to have it mounted on the wall. That's right. It's where they're not going to be in the way. Um, So smoke uh, smoke detectors and fire extinguishers are extremely important. We um, And then another thing we find a lot in in Victoria, because we don't have a lot of level lots, we have basements that are deep in the ground, and everyone's seen them. We have those windows that are high up in the wall. Like those slits for windows. Those little slits for windows. Yeah. They're usually not very big, mm-hmm. and sometimes they're in a basement bedroom. In addition to preventing and fighting fires, we have to think about egress, uh, emergency egress or escape. And so if you have any of those windows in your basement rooms or even worse, basement bedrooms, it's really important. You know they have those little bunk bed ladders? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Anything like that, just kind of put it in the closet so that whoever's in the basement can get out. Yeah. Um, readily without half because every second counts in these kind of scenarios and then um, on the other end of the house up in the attic or the upper rooms not a bad idea to have a rope ladder in the closet either to facilitate quick egress Um, I'm sure everyone remembers there was a fire in an apartment on Squimalt Road about a month ago where a lady lost her life and she was up on the top floor and she was afraid to uh, to jump to the fireman and and, uh, you know the the fire got her so uh, those are a couple of um, of safety tips as we approach the the fire season 
some simple common sense things for people to think about. And uh, I would really love to, uh, to go into every house and see a nice fire extinguisher, some little smoke detectors with the little green lights flashing, and uh, a ladder in those basement bedrooms where they have the high windows. Fantastic. Well, um, listen, we, get, we need to take a quick break here. Uh, Carrie, as always, if people need to reach you, best way? 250-920-8324. Yeah. And, of course, inspectech.org on the net. Yeah, and the phone number spells out 920-TECH. Tech, T-E-C-H, 920-TECH, that's it. Very good. Okay, well, now listen, if if anyone, because uh, you just uh, read out all these tips, if they want a list of tips, maybe we can put something together if, if people oh, are interested. Oh, yeah, we could post something on the CFAX website, absolutely. The yeah, or give you yeah. a call. Yeah. All right, well, Fair listen, plan. we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show is brought to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, Carrie Augustini, insurance manager for Island Savings, Carrie Smith, home inspector from InspectTech, and the team at the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs. If you're looking for advice in these areas from any of our whole home show professionals, just give them a call. You can find their contact information on the CFAX website. Look under shows. You'll find us, the whole home show with me, Tony Joe. Everything's there, or you can always reach out to me directly. I'd be happy to introduce you. Uh, and as a reminder, if you have a question or an experience in real estate that you'd like to share with us, we'd love to hear from you. The phone number is 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. And if you're a podcast listener, you'll find us on iTunes or Google Play. Just look up The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe. And all of our episodes, over 100 of them, are there. There's so much great content, so many local professionals sharing their knowledge in all things relating to real estate. We are in the studio today with two of our show sponsors. We have Carrie Augustini. She's the manager for insurance at Island Savings. And we were just chatting with Carrie Smith, home inspector from InspectTech. Uh, great having you guys both here. Thank you. It's nice to be here, Tony. Yeah, so Carrie, it's the Carrie and Carrie show. <laughs> They're spelled differently, though. We've got Carrie with a K and Carrie with a C. Uh, Carrie Augustine, you were listening to what Carrie was saying a moment ago yes. uh, about uh, fires and all that. I mean, we thought it would be a great idea to have you here because, of course, this is a big topic of home insurance. Very big topic. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, everything that Carrie was stating, the smoke detectors, um, keeping your yard uh, free of brush, especially around the house. I mean, that's all uh, um, very important. Not storing flammables, remembering that the, you know, the heat's coming out and hopefully in full force. Yeah. Um, so we don't want to have any issues uh, with respect to explosions similar to the fire, the fire uh, <laughs> yeah. extinguisher. Um, yeah, all tips and um, tricks to ensure that you're not having to try to put in a claim that may or may not be covered. Um, critters on the roof, um, critters getting inside your um, attic, um, water um, being a key, checking your sprinklers in the yard, seeing if there's any leaks. Check your water bill, um, you know, see if it's spiked recently. If it has, that, that could be a key indication that you have a problem. I know that happened to my, my parents uh, just recently, and it was, uh, you know, something that they didn't even notice until they took a hard look at the water bill so my mom too and, and it was I, th I think it was a leak in the sprinkler system yeah it's a, yeah and yeah it's, it's not fun and you don't really notice it unless you're walking all over the place it never seems to happen um, you know in an obvious place it's an inopportune place that, that you don't travel to very often in your yard yeah. 
And, and of course, the worst thing that could happen would be if that water found its way into oh, your home. Oh, finds its right? way into your home through hopefully not a cracked foundation. So something else now that uh, the beautiful weather is, you know, have a look at your foundations, have a look at your decks, mm. check your railings outside, make sure that you're not going to have a situation oh. where someone, you know, you're having a few beer on your patio. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Your deck and somebody um, falls off the deck and there's a liability suit. So these are perfect. This weather is absolutely perfect to be out uh, checking around getting out there getting some fresh air and and preserving your home and preventing losses so just switching back over to carrie smith for a half second i mean that the topic about debris around a house because you're right i mean i see it almost every day where we go to a house and uh people have been preparing their home for sale there's plywood there's there's uh you know debris all over the place and half empty paint cans oh yeah out in the sun absolutely yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, you can't drive down a single street without seeing at least one house or that uh, there's, you know, clutter and debris kindling around the base of the house, just yeah. like you're lighting a fire. And um, uh, another thing that I didn't um, add that just occurred to me, of course, is, is lawn watering. Uh-huh. And, and this is very close to my heart because I'm sure we have a really nice garden at my house and we live on a great street. Our neighbors are wonderful. They all have really nice gardens. And, of course, every street has that one fella who wants to save 100 bucks and think, well, I don't have to mow the lawn either. <laughs> well, a dry he's doing, this, he's doing his thing for the, uh, for the environment. Well, yeah. Huh? Um, and he'll solve both, both our problems because when his lawn catches on fire, his house will burn down. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and so I would really encourage people to, you know, abandon that idea water your lawn. The rule is to keep it less than 10 centimeters tall. So three inches, three and a half inches tall. Keep it well mowed, well watered during the summer months. And um, it's also identified as a potential combustible and, and, and fire starter. And I really hope my neighbor's listening because I really want him to start watering water his lawn. <laughs> and my dad too, since he's one that doesn't like to uh, water because then that means he has to mow the lawn sooner. <laughs> yeah, uh, we see that too with houses. Oh my goodness, you know, you see these HGTV shows where they do this. Uh, they're staging their home for sale, mm-hmm. and they actually spray paint their dried out grass <laughs> green. Paint the lawn. They paint, paint the, the lawn. lawn. Yeah. yeah. Thankfully, oh, we don't we don't see that here. I think that's the most hilarious thing. But yeah, uh, people forget about the fact that lawns dry out oh, yeah. to the point where the, the, the soil underneath is cracked and dry, yep. and that can't be good. No, no, no. no. Any, anything, an ember from, uh, you know, the two houses away will land and instantly combust oh, yeah. a cigarette, you know, um, out of the car window. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just an accident waiting to happen. So well, and I encourage should, people to water their lawns. Let's shift this over to Carrie Agostini for a second there because our, let's just imagine we've got a house that's got all this debris, mm-hmm. a dry yard, the trees, and the trees dry out too. It's the yes. reason why oh, yeah. Carrie yeah. Smith is talking about trimming them back. Uh, and then people nowadays have these chimneys or they they put fire pits in their backyard. Yes. This is probably an insurance yeah. concern, there's, right? There's your barbecue, a few beers, and uh, yeah, there goes your uh, grass. Um, your your uh, shrub, and then your house is now caught on fire. Yeah. So, um, or, or your neighbor's house. Yeah, or your neighbor's house, and then <laughs> yeah. you have a liability issue when you're sued for for being negligent and causing the the damage there. So you you definitely want to be taking care of this because you don't think about it when you're kind of relaxed and enjoying yourself uh, in your backyard, enjoying the sun, having friends and family over. But this is really important. It it definitely prevents everything going sidetrack on you. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned also to safety railings on decks. I've seen a couple of house re- houses recently where they have built sort of tiered decks, 
And yes. I've heard sellers or owners before say, "Well, we didn't. We had to put the railing there, but we took it out because it was oh, an ice. Wow. It was an eyesore." Yeah, I know. I know. We do hear that, and and I can appreciate that sometimes it does feel like an eyesore. But would you rather have a bit of an eyesore, or do you want to have a liability suit, or be responsible for someone being injured for the rest of their life just yeah. because you wanted your place to look just a touch nicer? Yeah. It's really important. There's reasons that the insurance companies are mandating for railings um, on steps or on uh, um, decks and porches. Yeah, well, that's that's something that Carrie Carrie Smith you point out during inspections. Whenever there's a uh, elevation like a deck that's higher oh, yeah, than frequently, yeah, eighteen inches or something. The building like that. code rule is twenty four inches. Okay. Any platform that's twenty four inches, two feet taller yeah. or taller, requires a guardrail. Um, st- more than three steps require a handrail down the stairs, and uh, often that I mean it's true in inside houses too. The um, the handrail yeah. isn't an architectural asset usually (laughs) and i mean i agree the stairwell looks great way better without that handrail but man oh man um you use the term eyesore we'll either have the eyesore or something else or yeah yeah well and and if it's a barbecue it could be your friends and family and just because they're friends or family doesn't mean that they won't no. That that you are free from liability, right? Yeah, and not just that. You're going to see them. Uh, you're going to see them for how long? The rest of your life, possibly. And uh, do you want that on your shoulders? Do you want to have that guilt or feel bad? Yeah. Yeah. So you know, overall, the the theme so far of our episode has been just preparation. Yes. And knowing that, so this is this current change of season, but there's going to be another change of season, you know, when we get in the fall and winter and there's yet more things that, that, uh, any of our listeners as homeowners should be thinking about, right? Yes. Homeowners or occupants. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we're here with uh, Carrie Augustini. She's the insurance manager with Island Savings. Um, before we take a break, Carrie, how can people, what are the locations people can go visit? Sure. We have um, a location by appointment only at West Shore for insurance. Uh, we have one in Jubilee on Fort Street and Mayfair um, also, which is on Douglas Street right outside the Mayfair Mall. And telephone number is 250-386-6343. If you'd like to contact one of our team members, we'd love to help you even just answer questions. Fantastic. And Carrie Smith from Inspectac, again, people need to reach you. 250-920-TECH, that's 8324, and on the web, org. Yeah, and before the break, we talked about, uh, you've got this checklist that we just went through. If anyone who's just joining us now, uh, Carrie went through a list of things uh, to do now that the weather is changing. If people uh, would like a copy of that, just get in touch with you, Carrie. Absolutely. Yeah, and of course, you can find Carrie's contact information on the CFAX website under shows, The Whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be one-on-one with Carrie Augustini talking about home insurance back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're talking about getting your house prepared, not only with the change of season, which is happening right now, but also making sure that your home is safe and not an insurance issue. We were chatting earlier with Carrie Smith. He is our building inspector and sponsor of the show here. Uh, he's with Inspectech and he was talking about things like making sure that you don't have kindling around your house. That being debris, uh, dried shrubs, dried grass, uh, all of those things. Really sound ideas and tips. Uh, we have with us now Carrie Augustini. She's an insurance manager for Island Savings. Carrie, great having you here as always. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Yeah, one of the things that we did want to talk about from an insurance standpoint is, of course, it's not just seasonal, but 
in Victoria, there's been a lot of renovations happening. Yes. In the past few years, you know, maybe people have decided it's it it may not make sense to sell their home and move to what they're looking for. Maybe they just want to renovate where they're at right now. What does that have to do with insurance? Right. So a um, couple things. Um, the first thing, of course, is if you're always, if you're ever going to be doing any renovations, um, any type of construction work around your home, make sure that you call your insurance broker and ensure that they're aware that you're going to be doing that. Um, the other thing that you need to look at, and this comes into play with the seasons as well, um, with it being, you know, um, a nice time of year, you're having contractors come out, maybe you're having someone doing some lawn work, some weed control, maybe you're having a landscape company come out and do the trimming of your bushes that Carrie talked about earlier. Um, maybe you're going to have your roof looked at. All of those contractors that are coming out, it's really important as a homeowner that you check the WorkSafe BC website to ensure that they are um, paying for uh, work comp premiums. Um, and you also want to make sure that they have liability insurance. It, it might feel uncomfortable saying, could you provide me with a copy of your liability insurance? But it's important to you because you want to safeguard and make sure that you're doing your due diligence to ensure that they're insured properly so that you're not left hanging. Um, with a, a price tag, basically, if, say, the roofer falls off the roof and uh, now all of a sudden you're the one being sued. Well, you know, you said it, it may be an uncomfortable question, but the the thing is any reputable contractor yes. sh- should be used to having that question yes, asked, right? Yes, they should. Yeah, and a lot of times what it comes down to, and, and I understand, it comes down to pricing. You know, what can, what can the homeowner afford um, to have for someone to come out? What can they afford to pay? So they're looking more at the cost, and if it's really inexpensive, then that's who, you know, they can afford that. Okay, come on out. But are you going to have repercussions because you've gone with the lowest price contractor rather than maybe somebody that had insurance and was uh, looking after running uh, their business properly by paying work well, safe. Well, I will bring this up. I know I brought this up on on our show maybe sometime in the distant, distant past, but since you bring this up right now, uh, a number of years ago, because I have this big hedge that surrounds my backyard. It's The thing is almost 20 feet tall. Oh. And um, I had, I think, four or five uh, uh, hedge trimming companies come, and uh, I wanted to meet with them. And I had one fella who undercut everyone by a significant margin. He was less than half the, the price. Yeah. And the first question I asked him, because it's a 20-foot hedge. This is yes. not a, you know, a small job. I said, you know, what's your coverage? And he's like, oh, I, we don't bother with that. You know, this way we can give you a much better price. Yeah. And it goes without saying, that was not our choice. No. You know, it's not, it was not about the money. So about making sure it was done right, but also to just the danger. Yes. Yes. And I mean, and it's not just a danger to yourself and the possibility of, of um, you know, financial loss, yeah. but it's also what about the damage that could be caused to a neighbor? Um, you know, even uh, even the fact that you get a weed killer person come on. I, I know that's not very professional weed killer person, but, okay. they, <laughs> but your neighbor's dog, who's like adorable, oh. comes over and they haven't put the signs up properly and they haven't, you know, they haven't maybe done what they should have done because maybe they weren't a reputable company and now your dogs maybe died or or a child comes over and is playing in the lawn so these are um you know it's not just about yourself it's also about your neighbors and um we have a responsibility to look after ourselves and our neighbors yeah that's so important you're stepping back a little bit because you know you're mentioning before you get work done with a contractor making sure that 
you talk to the guys at Island Savings Insurance or your yes. insurance broker. Uh, I know why, but tell the tell the listeners why that's important. Um, with respect to construction yeah. and renovations, yeah. right? Because there is a clause in your insurance policy that if you do not advise your insurance broker and your insurance broker advise your insurance company that um, construction or renovations are being done on the property, then if there is a loss, it can be declined and they'll decline it. So um, depending upon what the renovations are, depending upon the type of work that you're having done, there's probably not even, you know, there may not even be an additional premium. It's just a matter of the insurance company giving permission and it being noted on your policy so that if something happens, you know, you've got uh, lumber that's sitting on the side of the house that you're going to use for the deck, for instance, and let's just say that did catch fire for, you know, it's dry kindling or somebody trips over it. That's all part of a renovation. And if the insurance company doesn't know that you were doing that, they can deny your coverage. Yeah, you know, we've heard cases, there was an apartment building in Oak Bay and uh, a renovation was underway and the plumber, I guess the plumber's torch for the the, oh, the, the plumbing yeah. ignited the wood in a very old building and poof, mm-hmm. there you go, right? Yeah, and that's also the reason why everybody wants to make sure that any contractor that's working on the building, uh, no matter what kind of building it is, that they have liability insurance because that's exactly what's going to be picked up by the contractor's liability policy. Yeah. Now, the other thing is when somebody's doing a renovation on the house, presumably, I mean, let's just even look at a kitchen. There's a $100,000 improvement there. Oof, yes. Well, but this is also something that needs to be reflected in insurance policy, yes. right? Yes, and that's exactly why you call your insurance broker because they will go through, they will ask questions as to what you're doing, if there's going to be an increase in the value. Now, sometimes what's going to happen is you're just replacing uh, same with same. So even though it's new, it's the same type of wood. So that's not going to increase the value of your home. But a lot of times you might be upgrading the materials that you're using, even on the flooring, that will increase the value of your home, which in turn, yes, will likely increase your premium. Yeah. However, you want to make sure you're insured properly so that if the place does go, you know, burn to the ground, for instance, you're going to be able to have a new home and you're not going to have to worry about any issues with your claim. Well, because if, for instance, you have, you're insured, you have an $800,000 home Mm -hmm. and then you spend $150,000 on a whole bunch of renovations like the outside or all that kind of stuff. If a total loss happens, then the insurance company rightly only needs to cover that eight hundred thousand, right? Yes, I that I mean you're 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 going to have a tough time in a claim like that. Definitely, they're going to cover based on the materials that you had reported. Yeah, wow, things to consider. We're here talking with Carrie Augustini. She's the insurance manager for Island Savings. Great people down there, by the way. Mm, one of the things you. that yeah, one of the things that you always you guys always recommend is uh, even if someone is not an Island Savings uh, customer, just pop down for a review of their insurance, yes. right? We love to do that. We love to even just be of help. We don't have to necessarily write your insurance, though we'd love to do that too. We are always happy to just answer questions and help you to become more informed. Yeah, and you do car insurance as well. Yes, we do. Yeah. Car, home, business, you name it. <laughs> I, I, see, I pop down to the Starbucks at Jubilee and I pop, I pop in to see JP, JP that's who's right. been on the show here many times before. Yes. Uh, you, you, guys are, you guys are amazing. Thank you. Um, now... One of the things that I wanted to briefly touch on today is uh, a question came up a while ago about suites because, you know, Victoria, it's so common that we have in-law suites. People need the revenue of a suite in order to to own their home. Yes. But the majority of suites are what we call non-conforming. So they do not comply with the municipal uh, codes and all that, yet they exist. Yes, that's correct. Right. Um, And a question was, how does insurance cover a, a suite that may or may not be legal. Yes. Yeah. 
It does. Okay. Um, it's just important that you advise your insurance company, your insurance broker, let them know that you have a suite and let them know the use that, um, you know, is it a short-term rental or do you have an actual tenant in there? Yeah. Um, we don't ask questions as to whether or not it's conforming or not. Will that change in the future? I don't know, but it's been like that for, for eons. Good to know. Well, I, I think there is often that concern of, well, but if we bring it up, no. then maybe the insurance company will tell the municipality no, no. and then it'll shut it down. Well, right? we have way too much to do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're but, not tattletalers. <laughs> yeah. But it makes sense. I mean, if there is a bathroom downstairs yes. and if there is a cooking source, like a, yeah. a hot plate or a stove or oven or something, yeah. and these things could cause damage, then your insurance company really needs to know. Right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Not the least of which, again, is liability for That's your tenant. That's right. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Well, and your tenant, if you do have a tenant in there, you want to make sure they have insurance as well. And tenants' insurance policies are like maybe $300 a year, depending upon the limit. Yeah. So definitely affordable, um, you know, monthly payments available, which I, I know a lot of tenants do enjoy. Yeah. Um, just makes life a little bit easier for oh, their finances. Oh, thanks for bringing that up, too, because uh, this is not just for homeowners. If, no. if anyone listening here is a tenant, uh, we have bumped into far too many situations where tenants do not have insurance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's always sad when you, I mean, it's sad when you hear it on the radio, you know, another tenant out on the streets because their place burnt to the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, just buy tenant's insurance. I mean, you, you $25, $30 a month, um, and you can uh, ensure that you're covered, ensure that you're not going to be on the streets, and maybe have a family as well. Yeah. Um, do you want your child on the streets with you? I, I wouldn't, so... Yeah, I oh, definitely I look at that. We've heard those terrible stories about like Christmas time, and, yes, and stuff like that. Yes, and, and uh, so get the. Uh, there's another tip today. If you're a tenant, get tenant insurance. Pop down to Island Savings and get uh, get your insurance. Yes, there. definitely. Yeah, fantastic. Um, really quickly, just as we uh, get to the end of our show here, as far as a process or procedure is concerned for somebody who's needing home insurance, what, what how does it go? Like, is it how complicated is it for people? Well, it's, we try to take the complication out of complicated. Um, we will ask you questions. You just give us a call, or we can do it via email. Whatever, whatever is your preference. We do a lot of things electronically now. That's the way our world is going. But we're also happy to see you in person or uh, talk to you. We'll ask you all the questions. Um, that we need. If it's a home, we'll have a look at the MLS listing to try to help you out with some of those uh, answers. And uh, we're always happy to also call the um, realtor as well to get uh, questions answered if need be. So mm-hmm. we do try to t- make it as easy as possible. We don't want it to be um, hard for you. You have enough hard things to do in life without that too. Well, and it's one of our policies and procedures when we're helping someone buy a home. Yes, you we guys actually do. we send the um, information to you guys. Specifically, yeah, it's excellent. Yeah, so that you you are able to determine if there's any hindrances that would yes. uh, prevent the buyer from from. And if those. it's a if it's a home as well that you're purchasing, then we usually like to uh, have a copy of the home inspection, which Carrie, of course, could provide, yeah. um, and that gives us a lot more information, like on the amps and the breaker panel and the type of uh, plumbing. Because let's face it, when you're buying a home or even you know as a tenant, if you're renting, you're in and out, in and out, and when you try to remember everything, it's really difficult. So. Yeah. Those a, those things help. Yeah, it's a complicated it's complicated process, but you guys make it easy. So we from try. a consumer yes. standpoint, it's yeah. it's nice and easy with you guys. Thank you. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, people need to reach you guys? Yeah. If you need to reach us, um, you can call 250-386-6343. Again, that number is 250-386-6343. Yeah, or pop into your locations at That's Mayfair right. or Jubilee. Or West Shore by, by appointment, appointment only. Yeah, That's got right. It. Got it. Well, <laughs> uh, we've had on our show today, that's Carrie Augustini. She's the insurance manager for Island Savings. We had earlier Carrie Smith from Inspect Tech. They are both show sponsors. And I, I need to make sure that all of our listeners know, without the support of you guys and Denise from Dominion Lending Centers and the gang at Sitka Law Group, um, it's handy having you guys as supporters because then we can come and uh, give great content to our listeners week after week. It's awesome. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thanks for coming. And uh, to the listeners, I'll be here for you this time next week.